Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens with Jamie and Bree. You're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Jamie. I'm Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. Welcome back to another episode, Truth Seekers. How are you, Miss Jamie? I am doing fantastic, Miss Bree. How are you? I'm doing so good. We have some exciting things happening in our little podcast world. We're going to have some really cool speakers coming on the show within the next month or so. We also just dropped our very own website. And we have so much stuff on there. We have all our episodes, all of our interviews are nice and categorized, everything to do with the hotline. And we're going to be adding more and more to it as we go on. Yes. So you guys definitely please go check out our website real easy. That one time I was abducted by aliens.com. I think it's really cool that we added the hotline recordings there because you guys can listen to other people's and then, you know, you can go back and listen to your own. I think that's kind of cool. And then we're just going to keep adding things on there as time goes on. And you can join our email list. And then, of course, we will make sure to let our Patreons know who our speakers are in advance so you guys can drop any questions you may want us to ask these speakers. Also, what's the reason we're going to have all of these speakers on? We are gearing up for Contact in the Desert virtual conference. Which I am so excited about. I think it's going to be really cool that there is going to be more speakers than there usually are because they can reach a wider audience. They can have people that are across the world join in. And I also like that you have two weeks or up to two and a half weeks, depending on what level, what tier ticket you get, where you can have the time to watch these lectures. And I will say one thing we do every year when it was in person, we would download the schedule, go through it, highlight all the speakers that we want to see, and one, we would never even get to the ones that we said we were going to go to. Like, we, there's no way we could do all of that. And we were already having to choose between which ones we would want to see at that time. So I think it's cool that you have an opportunity to see every single lecture and take your time to really consume all that information where normally you wouldn't have that option. Yeah, I think it's really cool that, you know, it's going to be different that we're not there in person, but it's going to be an interesting experience because I feel like we're going to be able to absorb even more knowledge and information than we do when we're there. Exactly. So there's definitely give and take from both of these experiences. And I'm very excited that we get to do things virtually. And I mean, that's just like the time, you know, the time we're in, we're morphing. We have to kind of find ways to still be involved with everything that we love, but also be at a distance. And so in the future, it may not be that way, but it's also nice to have that option. Because like I said, you're reaching people across the world. Wherever you guys are, whoever you are listening, you can attend virtually and consume all of this information. There isn't really the excuse of like, oh, I can't get down there or, you know, the timing, things like that. It's accessible to everyone. So it's June 24th to the 27th. And to look up 
all of this information, just go to contactinthedesert.com, guys. Definitely not something you want to miss this year. I'm very excited for all the new speakers and the, the new direction contact is taking. I think a lot of us have sort of morphed and shifted. And so I like where all of the panels are going. I like the information that's going to be brought to us. It's not just your typical flying saucers. Although, hey, don't get us wrong. We love a good flying saucer, but we're also really excited about the information going forward and about like what's next in this realm of aliens and space and UFOs. What's also very interesting is the date that the UFO drops are supposed to be released are going to be the exact same day that contact will officially kick off. It'll be the 25th when the official panels will start will be that same day. So it's almost like it's lining up perfectly. Yeah, it's a little interesting that that's kind of going on. It's a little little synchronicity that uh, is just like a little nod to our cosmic gods that are like, yeah, yeah, you're going in the right direction. So I can't wait for all of that. And there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. We're going to be consuming all of contact information. And then we're really going to have to bury our heads into the files. It's going to be a busy summer for us, Brie. I hope that Bobby is still down to come on the podcast once all of those files release. I'm hoping that three heads will be better than two as far as digging through everything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He he constantly asks me if he can come on. So I'm sure that at any opportunity, he'll be down for it. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, we might as well plug his podcast too. We're talking about a Bobby from Not For Everyone podcast. Yes. <laughs> Something that really grabbed my attention that happened earlier this year There was a TikTok going around about cannibals. It kind of linked in my brain from the last episode that we did when we were going over the 37th parallel and talking about these different Native American sites. And one of them that was on the 37th parallel was the Mesa Verde National Park. And one I completely missed was Yosemite, by the way. What the fuck? So Mesa Verde National Park. And I was talking about how there were talks of them possibly being cannibals in the past, the Anasazi. And then it kind of put those two together like, wait, that's a national park. And like, that's kind of weird to think about cannibals and stuff like that. And then for some reason, it was like for the next week, I just kept coming across different missing people videos and also cannibal stories and then like Bigfoot stories in national parks. It's another one of those synchronistic things when you're talking about something and it kind of links to something you come across and then you just keep seeing it over and over again for the next week. Yeah, and you know, what's interesting about it is is we've dug a little bit into the the park stuff. I believe talked at some point a tiny bit about the Missing 411 documentary. And I know we told you guys to watch it, but really looking into this phenomenon and this interesting thing that happens in these park areas, to think that cannibals are a possibility of what could be going on out there, an explanation for this phenomenon is incredibly intriguing. It is, especially since one of the things that I plan on us getting into is the hollow earth. And I feel like we're kind of inching our way towards that because we were talking about mammoth, that giant cave system. And it seems to be that where a lot of these caves are correspond with these national parks and hot spots for missing people. And so I've seen the map side by side of the national parks and the rate at which people have disappeared there and then the United States underground cave system. And they almost are an identical match. 
So I'm thinking, okay, eventually we're going to get into the hollow earth thing. Obviously, caves there are your tunnel into the hollow earth. And then there's these missing people in these national parks that are in the exact same area. There's obviously a huge connection there. Jamie and I have vaguely talked about this, just the two of us, uh, not that long ago, actually, when she was visiting, because we're thinking of what could be the cause of these disappearances. And, you know, we we think aliens right off the bat, right? Alien abductions. Ooh, scary. We love that. Could be happening. Who knows? Probably not. And then you have some Bigfoots, you know, some Yetis. That's always an explanation. We also have some of my favorites, which are satanic cults, you know, kidnapping people for satanic rituals. There's a million billion different things in different directions this goes in. Put into perspective how many national parks there are. So in United States alone, there are 423 national parks, over 84 million acres where all this crazy shit happens. Great Smokies National Park in Tennessee, well, and also parts in North Carolina, 92 deaths. Yosemite, the one I forgot to mention on the 37th parallel, is the second most dangerous national park, which, of course, a lot of these deaths are from people that are just trying to get selfies, unfortunately. They're like, oh, look at me. I'm going to fall. And then they actually fall, which is very sad. The amazing things that happen when you're uh, trying to get pictures of yourself. Which also happens at the Grand Canyon, which is the number one most dangerous park. And it's funny because it's actually not funny. I have a picture of Josh when we visited the Grand, the Grand Canyon. He walked over this like line where you weren't supposed to go on the edge. We're with my parents and my mom's freaking out like, oh my God, Josh, like, you know, get walk away from there. And I snapped a picture of him literally with his hands up going like, ah, like he was going to fall. <laughs> it's like. I have one of the photos that people were trying to take, but then they actually fell and died. Josh could be one of those missing people. No, seriously. I told him about that. Like, you could have you could have gone down there. There's, like, thousands and thousands of, like, deaths and suicides off of the Grand Canyon. I mean, to think about that place at night, it's just like a walking graveyard. Who the hell knows? Obviously, all this information and, like, the numbers of all the people that have gone missing, as we mentioned, Missing 411, David Pilates. What I found out about him, which is so funny, is, you know, he comes from a police background. He was a detective in San Jose. In San Jose of all places. Of all places here in San Jose. I'm like, what? Is he still around? It's because it's on the 37th parallel. It is, huh? How weird. I'm like, oh my gosh, does he still live here? Could we just like call him up and meet with him and have him have him take us on one of his expeditions? They really do vet these stories. So when missing persons reports come to them, they rule out all of the normal causes. They only focus on the disappearances that are very, very strange. For instance, maybe a experienced hunter that has been going to the same location for 50 years that has like a GPS tracking device on him and serious ass walkie talkies and compasses and like everything you could think of, the whole tactical vest, and then that person goes missing. And there's all kinds of strange points that a case has to hit in order for him to investigate. And so on this map of everything that he's put together, there are these 52 geological clusters here in North America that, like I said, line up perfectly with our underground cave system. And so when we talk theories, I have to take that into consideration. To me, 
That is a very important note. How is it that it lines up? I cannot see that as coincidence. So I have to think of a theory that involves the underground cave system. And so would that theory be the theory that we touched on a little bit when we talked about that episode, that the possibility that these cave systems are entrances to another world, to portals, to some way to get to another dimension, some even say the caves to you know, get to hell or whatever, what what have you. I mean, I really don't believe that there's a hell on the inner earth or hell, period. Could there be cave people? Could those be the cannibals? Inner earth people, maybe ETs, like reptilians dragging bodies underground. Could it be like Bigfoot snatching people and then taking him to his little underground cave? an interdimensional portal in these cave systems. And so Bigfoot just like snatches you and then takes you straight to the elevator and you just go into another dimension. Speaking of Bigfoot, this is so funny. Last night, Josh and I are both trying to go to sleep. I shut, I have my little eye thingies on. I was just like, you know, if I had to take a lie detector test and the question was, do you believe in Bigfoot? And I had to answer, I don't know that I would say yes without the reading looking a little suspicious. So you're saying that you you couldn't fake a love of Bigfoot. You're you're into Bigfoot, you want to believe it, but you know that in your heart of hearts you don't necessarily believe it. Bobby would probably be heartbroken to hear that. I know. You know what? You said it perfectly. You want to believe. So like the people that are like UFOs, I want to believe. That's me. I want to believe. So I said that and Josh is like that's so hypocritical cuz you're trying to put in your analytical thoughts into this because there's no proof, but you can say the same things about UFOs. And I was like, no, not the same. Mm, No, not really. I'm on Josh's side. Let me finish for two reasons. One, UFOs are proven. It's even all over the news, videos, photographs. The government has admitted that. That has never happened with Bigfoot. Not even a small bit has that happened. Two, I've experienced it. One thing we always say is you can't convince people that something is real. You have to experience it and then you know. So for me, I want to believe in it, but I'm not positive like in my soul because I've never had the experience like that. I've never come across Bigfoot or anything that made me indicate that there was anything like Bigfoot or Dogman. So until that happens, I don't 100% know in my bones that it exists. So what it sounds like to me sounds like to me that what we need to do is we just need to go camping more now so that you can have a Bigfoot experience so you could be back on the Bigfoot train. Easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Okay, but you haven't had a Bigfoot experience, but you like whole hearts believe? Whoa, whoa. So first of all, I've lived in the Pacific Northwest. And so I, I wouldn't say that I've saw Bigfoot with my eyeballs, but I've definitely felt a Bigfoot presence in my life. So that's why I believe it. Lies. Absolutely. I lived in the forest. Felt a Bigfoot yes. presence. Yes. Don't fucking... You're full of shit. You're my vibes right now. You're being... You're, you're being so full You're of being shit. really <laughs> third dimensional right now and I'm not into it. So me and Bigfoot <laughs> are, chi- are chilling up in like the eighth you know, maybe 12th dimension and you just, you give me third dimensional vibes right now. I think I give you realistic vibes. I want to believe, you know, I fucking love camping. I went Bigfoot hunting already. 100% in my body wanting to see something. But you were also there with bad people, bad vibes. No, I mean, not all of them were bad vibes. These people were convinced by a lot of things. And I was just like, (sighs) 
I don't know. A lot of it's explainable. I'm not giving up on Bigfoot. If someone, if a stranger was like, I don't believe in Bigfoot, I would probably be like, really? Not even the possibility? So see, it's not like I'm like ruling out Bigfoot. I would never do that. I don't rule out anything. It sounds like, to me, it sounds like you're being a Bigfoot bitch. A Bigfoot bitch. (laughs) No longer a middle bitch. A Bigfoot bitch. It's fine. It's a vibe. I don't understand that, though, because I'm saying that I believe and that I want to believe wholeheartedly, but I'm saying that if I had to go on a lie detector test that I don't think I would pass. I'm just being honest. I, You know what? We respect your honesty here on the podcast. We are okay with the fact that we're allowed to change our mind about things. So we're going to let you have this one. I'm still on Josh. I'm still on Josh's side. That's not fucking fair. That's because you are a Josh cider and you always have been. Excuse me. Give me examples. Anything he says. I see no proof. Of Bigfoot. Yeah, me either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I Listen, there is enough stories that people have experienced things. I can't disprove that. And there has also been cast. You know, Chuck has shown me his cast. I think that's really cool. But I think that if I could go out there in the wilderness and have a strange experience, then I think I would be like 100%. And to be honest, like I did that with UFOs too. For the longest time, it was like, maybe you're just crazy. Like I can't tell you how many times I went back and forth in my head about how things can be explainable. Dreams are explainable. Synchronicity could maybe not be synchronicity. Maybe it just truly is a coincidence and I'm putting dots together. That's my mind. It's open, but yeah, analytical. I had to have a waking experience to then know you're not crazy. So I feel like I also need that for Bigfoot. You know, it's interesting that you talk about Bigfoot because I did research a story about someone who went missing in Washington State's Olympic National Park. Um, His name was Jacob Gray. He was 22 years old. And basically what happened, he rode his bike out into the Olympic National Park and he was hanging out in a field kind of by a river and then he just magically disappeared. They found his bike and his camping gear. It was right next to the river which is like very indicative. A lot of these cases, people seem to go missing near the near water. There was no trace of him other than his camping gear and his bike left there. And this is back in 2017. Where this gets a little bit Bigfooty-ish is his dad decides to sell everything to go on like a mission to find his son. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell my car, my shoes, you name it. I'm going to find him. And he goes back to this park and he's you know trying to talk to the people that work there. The people who work there are basically saying, your son drowned. Or maybe he hitchhiked out of here. Who knows? He's an adult. Realistically, he's either not here or dead. So there's no point in searching for him. It's fucked up. I know. So his dad is like literally doing everything to be like, let's find him. And his dad even goes to a psychic who tells him that he was abducted, but doesn't say abducted by what? Just the fact that he was abducted doesn't necessarily say people, aliens, or Bigfoot. Well, that's not helpful. Well, so then Randy decides he's just going to follow every lead and do everywhere. And eventually what happens is he kind of stumbles onto this group of Bigfoot reachers out in in the Washington area called the Olympic Project. It was founded by a deputy sheriff, which is funny because David, who did the missing 411, also founded the North American Bigfoot Search, and he was a police officer. So a lot of these ex-police officers end up starting these Bigfoot kind of searches. 
Same with the people I went with. They actually not even ex-police officers. They're still an LAPD. These people hear his story and are like, look, you can come with us. We won't try to convince you of anything, but you can hang out with us. And, you know, we're here to help you. And Randy searched for four months solid for 12 to 14 hours a day. Over time, he kind of maybe started to believe that maybe Bigfoot had something to do with it. I wonder why, though. I, I think it was, it was just like there was no way that he had any of these answers. I think at the end of the day, it was like his last hope. You know what I mean? It was, you're out there, you're searching, you can't find anything, nothing at all. You're clinging on to something. It's that God thing. Like, oh, I'm going to cling on to God because that's going to make me feel better. I think it made him feel better to think that it was Bigfoot that did something to his son. Really? I'd be pissed because I'd know I could never get him back. Well, so, okay. So finally he got some answers. So right after uh, he got out of there, like a few months later, August in 2018, a team of biologists were out there doing like some research in the area and they stumbled upon Jacob's clothing in the park. Not only that, the ranger searched the area and found remains. It was about 15 miles from where Jacob left his bike and it gets a little bit weirder. The death was completely inconclusive because it was just a few bones that they found. So they have no cause of death whatsoever. But his shoes were wrapped inside of a plastic bag. What? Yes. So you have his bones, you have his clothes, and then you have his his shoes inside of a black trash bag. And this is a year later, basically, they find his body. It's decomposed to the point where it's just bones. And only 15 miles was where he from. That area was searched over tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of times. So common for these cases. It's always like all of a sudden those things are found. But the... Shoes tied in a plastic bag? That's fucking sus. Not not only very sus, but like with his dead body, like in his clothes, obviously weren't with the dead body. So, you know, a lot of these cases we hear that the, the clothes are folded up and placed on a rock somewhere. So that gave me this kind of vibe. They didn't necessarily say it was like folded up, but it gave me this like, I'm going to place the body and his belongings here for people to find whatever it was. And you know what? It might sound a little bigfooty to me. A lot of people say when it comes to these specific type cases where they find the body later with, you know, the clothes and the shoes, they think always Bigfoot. A lot of people always point to Bigfoot in those cases. You know what's funny about the shoe thing too is sometimes the clothes are found clean. They've been washed. But you could also take that with creepy cave people that are cannibals. But then if they're cannibals, then there wouldn't be the body. It would just be like maybe bits and pieces like the parts they don't like. Well, they did just find the bones on this guy, Jacob. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. So maybe, maybe although they think maybe more... Um, Bigfooty, maybe this is more cannibally. There's nothing concrete. They're they're just people that are basically assuming that these are cannibals. All because of a TikTok story that someone said when she was camping in the Great Smokies. Something like not me hearing people scream in the middle of the night. And then when I tried to tell the park ranger they didn't say anything or they didn't do anything about it. And then Someone had stitched the video saying, yes, that's a fact. Out there in the Great Smokies are cannibals. Park rangers don't even go looking for them because they know that they're out there and there are feral people. That was the word, the hype word, was that there are feral people in national parks that are cannibals. Well, it's interesting that you say the Great, the great Smokies because that is where we have my favorite cryptid right now called Spearfinger. Yes, yes, Spearfinger. Wait, s- Spirit Finger? No, Spear 
finger. Oh, you said spirit finger. I'm like, no, oh my God, finger. no way. Spirit fingers. So spear finger, which the name we have to work on, guys. I'm not happy with the spear finger, but the spear finger is an evil old witch with a huge stretched out finger that resembles a spear. She's always covered in flies and smells like straight garbage. <laughs> I can't say this because I'm going to laugh. Wait, what? <laughs> That's what I've written. It smells like straight garbage booty dookie. <laughs> but it sounds like she smells like shit is what you're saying. She smells like straight shit, like straight fucking garbage. And one of the tall tale signs that she is coming is you can hear the swarms of flies around you. And then they're like, oh my God, spear fingers coming. Spear finger. She also has like this camouflage that she kind of like meld into the areas around her. She enjoys long walks in the forest and one of her- <laughs> Stop with that. She enjoys long walks in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. She's a cancer. Virgo rising. <laughs> <laughs> she enjoys long walks in the forest and slicing out tiny children's livers with her spear finger. That's like her favorite thing to do. She like finds a small child, just like slice and <laughs> gets a little liver on her finger. A little, what do they call that? A little pate or whatever, right? Is that what it? Uh-huh. Mm, the worst thing that she does because, you know, she's a fucking witch and she knows magic, of course. She can like take on specific forms of things with her camouflage. And one of the things that she likes to conform into is a specific rock formation that is in the Smoky Mountains called the Devil's Courthouse. No way. Yes. That's like her hangout spot is the Devil's Courthouse where she just pretends to be rocks. Dude, she's she's a shapeshifter. She's a shapeshifter. So, but if you see a rock that smells like dookie booty and is covered in flies, bitch, it's her. Stay the fuck away. Because she's coming after you for your fucking livers with her fucking finger. She wants to finger your fucking liver. That's sick. That sounds very cannibal-y to me. Like, I don't know about you, but that has some very cannibal eating livers, fucking slicing up people kind of vibes to it. So it makes sense. And also a little bit like the Blair Witch. A little Blair Witch-like for sure. Think of all the things people have done at that, uh, what's the rock called again? The Devil's... The Devil's Courthouse. The Devil's Courthouse. I can see some satanic people doing some weird-ass rituals there, for sure. One day when we have our TV show where we travel around the world and visit random places, we will go there. Oh, hell yeah. We'll go at night. Have to do a seance. We'll bring ghost adventures. So we'll be like, I was here with that one time. I was abducted by aliens. I'm here, guys. You're just going to be pussies and not come out. I'm here with my camera crew. and You aren't even going to show us what you're made of here in the Devil's Court. The Devil's Court. <laughs> like that the devil's court you know he'd be like that he'd be like here we are on the devil's court you don't even want to show up you don't even want to plead your case not just ghost adventures but like paranormal hunters they're like taunting taunting the shit out of ghosts and i get it you want a reaction but i feel like if i was a ghost i purposely wouldn't do shit i'd be like no i'm good it's all of them. It's all of them are like that. No, ex- I am exactly the same. I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm all right. I don't give two fucks about you. Like you're entertaining me at this point. I am no longer entertaining you. What a great Because then they talk all that shit and then you give them like a little bit of a tap on the shoulder and they're like, what was that? And then everyone goes running. If I was a ghost though, I would run around poking people's booty holes. I'd be like, bloop, bloop, 
bloop, bloop, bloop, bloop, bloop, bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> the booty hole bandit. Booty hole bandit. Instead of like scratches on the on your back, it'd be like a perfect handprint on your butt cheek. On your butt cheek. Yes. Oh, now you know if I die, that happens to you. Oh hell yeah. And that and I leave potato and I leave potatoes under your potatoes. pillows. Potatoes. <laughs> I'm like snuggling with Josh. Babe, get your hand off my butt. That's not me. That's not me. Jamie, go back to hell. And then it's like that laugh track that you get from Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell yes. Oh, man, we're going to be such a good sitcom. One day. So, yeah, we'll go there. She is a possibility. That could be the reason. Another one of the reasons that we've discussed lightly, you came up with this theory. Time travel. That's definitely a possibility that there's some sort of a time machine that's out there that people are going in and out of. On purpose or on accident. So what you told me was it could be time travel. People are going through some type of dimension or wormhole or something. They want to get back, but they can't. So then all that's left is like their clothes. They were trying, but their body oh. couldn't physically go. Oh, okay, okay, I remember. This when you when you first started talking, I was like, this sounds like some shit I came up with when I was high, which like totally makes sense. Maybe. No, it was more the idea of when you think of how hard time travel is. There are bound to be things that you can't take with you or that are left behind in a sense. And there is a way or a possibility that only partially things can get through the veil or not the veil. So one of the things that might be happening is they're trying to maybe like get back over here, but just their clothes get through and not them or vice versa. As they're going on their way out, their shoes are left behind because it's not a material that can go through that veil. Which would make sense why there's like piles of clothing and shoes when people go back to a previously searched area. I forgot that that was my point of why we decided time travelers was because the problem that they were having was that they were searching the area, finding nothing, coming back two months later and there were their clothes all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Thank you for explaining my own theory to me. Oh, you're so welcome. Anytime. Much I needed help because I didn't remember. (laughs) Anytime. So I'm kind of coming to the conclusion that there are reptilian cave people underground, possibly snatching your people up. Snatching your people up. I do want to get into, like I said, the hollow earth and its connection to reptilians underground. So yeah, let's get into that next. There's bound to be a connection. Thank you guys for sticking with us on this short little episode and hearing our thoughts and commentary. We will see you guys next week. And please don't forget to check out our website, that one time I was abducted by aliens.com. Also check out our TikTok because we are pumping shit out on there too. And look out for all the cool stuff coming in the future. We love you guys. And as always, Mountain View, California, fuck off.